Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Becoming Renee. I'm Margo. And I'm Olivia. And we're really excited to have you guys back today to have another episode of Becoming Renee and just have another chat. Oh, fun chat indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just wanted to start out with a little check-in. How are you doing, Liv? I'm good. Um, It's been a good week. Um, Just a lot of things happening, obviously, with what's going on in our world. So I guess for myself, um, my work is opening back now, um, which will be exciting. So I was in there today getting some stuff set up. I work at a popcorn and ice cream store. So one of our locations has been closed and that's the one I work at. So going back to that. So just like being out today and like having something to do and like a purpose was kind of nice. Just being able to be like, okay, I have somewhere to be. And like, I had something in my planner, you know, like in my calendar, (laughs) which felt weird, but also kind of nice. Um, and then I was able to see my boyfriend this week, which was really nice. Um, I have not done that in about a month. Um, we're just continuing to like social distance us families, like our families and stuff. So um, we we're I was kind of getting to the point, I guess, like if we're talking like mental health wise, where I was like, okay, I've been, I have three younger siblings and my parents. And I was like, I've been with them for so long. Like we need to continue like both of us being safe so that I can like see at least like one person and like try to see if that um, works where we're living, we're really blessed to like, obviously things are still happening and like things are still going on, but um, we're blessed to be, uh, I guess, in a better situation than a lot of cities and a lot of places, just our cases aren't as high. So not that it isn't a worry, but um, we'll both continue being safe and like reassessing it. But even being able to see, I saw him yesterday was really, really nice. Um, Margo brought me coffee yesterday. So I talked to her across my driveway um, I, so I've had some human contact in the last like 48 hours, which has been rare recently. <laughs> so like how filling that was, was kind of crazy. It was awesome. But yeah, mentally I'm kind of on a high because of that, I think for the last like day or so, but how are you? What's up? I'm doing pretty well. This week has been good. Um, motivational levels for school have been high. And I think that's because um dead week is next week and finals week's coming up um so I have a lot of due dates coming so just this weekend I was like I have to be motivated this week and I I woke up Monday and I felt really good and got a lot done so and same as yesterday and today's been like my chill day so um I feel pretty good about my assignments and stuff it was good to see you yesterday I dropped off coffee to you and then I dropped off coffee to one of my friends friends from high school and it was just really good to see people in person instead of over FaceTime it was just a beautiful day went on a walk some yoga just trying to continue to maintain some normalcy and see people's faces I haven't been able to like go hang out with anybody they probably won't for a little while with my mom's daycare so Mm -hmm. yeah doing pretty well this is a good week I feel like this week has been good for both of us just talking to you like on and off like we aren't Margaret and I aren't very good at texting each other we talked about this the other day that we since we live together we kind of um like for first first semester and I guess through third quarter we kind of I know I took for granted like how easy that was um and I definitely have been kind of getting into my like little hobbit hole or whatever and then like not reaching out to people and Margaret and I were talking about that recently and that's just like definitely felt different but I think anyways in talking to you 
earlier this week and a little bit last week, I think we were kind of both going through the dip yeah. of just like kind of being in the dumps and like just things were really getting to me. I feel like I've been there on the weekends, honestly, that I'm like good during the week and like not on the weekend. And I think for me, that's been like, I have homework and like due dates and stuff like throughout the week um, and things that I can be working towards. And then on the weekend, I just like, I just don't have that. And that's yeah. really strange, but I know we both kind of were in weird headspaces last week. I had a couple moments where it was just like, I just felt weird, but it's like Saturday's the new Monday where I'm really not looking forward to it. I, I thought I thought about that this past week and I was like, there's nothing for me to do. Um, there's like no highlights during the weekend. It's just no work. This weekend I read like two books. I read a book a day and Jeez. that was all I had to do. So it's been fine. Yeah, Saturday's the new Monday. Um. I really feel that. I feel that a lot. I definitely agree that last week was the dip. How long have we been? How how long has it been since we moved out? Um, I think we're on day like th- anywhere between like 36 and 38. So we're nearing yeah. 40. I think five weeks was this Sunday. Yeah. So like f- five and a half weeks now. Yeah. That I've had like true human contact um like close proximity with people um and I think that was my the month was my my point that I was like oh no (laughs) it's still happening um so last week was really hard but I think we had a lot of good conversations last week's last week and it I've been reaching out to a lot more people and I feel a lot better this week which has been awesome definitely I feel like I kind of went through that last week. I reached out to you, but I also reached out to um, one of our mutual friends, Alicia. She's the bomb. But um, just like I kind of got to that point where I was like, instead of just texting someone and being like, hey, how are you? I kind of was sitting there and I was like, okay, I need to talk to someone about how I'm feeling and like some things that are going on. So I like intentionally had to text someone and be like, hey, can we talk? Which I always am nervous when someone texts me (laughs) that. But I was like, okay, I need to like muster up the courage to do that, which for me is like kind of difficult sometimes to like say that I truly need something, not just, like, want to check in with someone and, like, see how they're doing. And I know you you did that with me and, like, we FaceTimed um, last week. But, yeah, I feel like we both kind of hit that point where we were like, okay, it's it's time to, like, legitimately reach out. Yeah. Which felt a lot less isolating, too, which is Yeah. Good. I don't know if you felt this way, but, like, with within reaching out to people during this quarantine time, it everything d- felt so disingenuine because it was just the – surface level of like hey how are you doing instead of being like hey I need to talk because this is affecting me because like personally I felt really guilty about talking to people about how it was affecting me because I know it's affecting everyone and definitely like that pain comparison of being like how are we doing and then everything just felt awkward because I wasn't in person anymore so getting over that hump is a really big deal for me like and definitely I think is a springboard for how I'm feeling this week yeah and I think it's been good to have a balance of conversations like that and then like we had a group um zoom call last night with our friend group (laughs) from (laughs) that we met in college and um they are the best but just like sitting down and we we had that call and like we looked at um what Harry Potter house everyone was in and like did stuff like that so it was like we got to check in and be like we all registered for classes and like talked about that. And then we were like, okay, let's just like be together and hang out. And it's been nice to have a 
definitely been nice to call people and have conversations and be like, okay, how are you feeling about what's going on in the world right now? But also nice to be like, let's forget about that for a little while and like remember that we're each a person and like just like be people together, which has also been really nice. That part has been harder to do though, you know? Yeah. Of like some of the game nights we like to have and like going out. Our friend group's really big on going on Walmart runs and just like <laughs> going and getting random stuff. But like yeah. stuff like that. Um yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, it just feels harder to have those conversations and like time away from talking about what's going on in the world right now because everyone's just at home. So there's like nothing's new. Right. It's just this. And finding like the Harry Potter house was really fun and just like spur of the moment and like conversations are starting to flow more naturally instead of being like, yeah, how are you now yeah. that you live at home? Right. So, because we're kind of away from that now. And it's like, I think the big thing and kind of with what we want to talk about today, like we're getting into a place of, okay, we really don't see an end to what's happening right now, whether or not that's just um, the climb of the virus or like, just social distancing in general, or even, even not if, if there's a point in a couple months where we're not doing full social distancing, like, and being away from everyone, but like, you're still going to be away from like large groups of people, you know, those types of things. We're getting to the point where we're like, okay, we have to find not temporary routines, but true routines for the things that we're going through and like how to find a routine within like being home um, and those types of things. So I guess springing into our next springing, what am I saying? <laughs> I, I was going to say springboarding, but <laughs> I just, I just said that. <laughs> it's like I'm skipping, geez. But I guess um, moving into our next conversation, we wanted to talk about today um, self-care in quarantine, also out of quarantine, self-care culture, what self-care looks like for each of us individually, just our thoughts on all of that. Yeah. 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 Um, I wanted to start out by talking about something. I, I talk about Lisa Borkard, like every podcast, but she's a wonderful human. But we were I was in her class and she was talking about self-care goals and how instead of making the goal of I'm going to read every night or I'm going to go to bed by this time every night, you instead make the goal like what you want to come out of that. Say, like, my goal is to be well-rested and to do that goal, like, I'm going to go to bed by this night, by this time, or, like, I need to get, I want to get my homework done before it's, right before it's due. Um, <laughs> that's my goal. So I'm going to do my homework the day before and making goals for your future and making decisions to lead you to that goal and I, I went back on that, again, talking about how last week was just rough. I went back to that lesson we had in class and thinking about, like, what am I not doing on a daily basis that's leading me to not have a good outcome and trying to fix those habits? Yeah, because it's, um, it's not just about, like, what you're putting in. It's like, okay, what are you – I guess the idea of, like, I, thought, I, I think of like functions and math, like you have an input and then you get an output just based on what you put in. But there's this, I guess, like just looking at like what you want things to look like versus like what things you need to implement. Like the idea of like looking at the bigger picture and being like, this is how I want my life to feel. And like, this is 
what I want to be like. And like, so these are the steps that I need to take. I know um, a YouTuber that I really like. Um, her name's Rowena Sai, I think is how you say her last name, T-S-A-I. Um, I'll link her YouTube channel um, in the in the description because she's amazing. And she does a ton of stuff on self-care, productivity, um, different things like that. And she talks about the idea of like the habit loop and getting into habits versus, um, how does she say it? She talks about habits and like setting habits, but also like the idea of like setting goals and like just the differences and like what those things look like for us. Um, and then setting, like making systems too. She used the example of like, okay, I have a, like my room is dirty. What do I need to do to like get a clean room? You know, you don't want to have to reset every time and like get your room really dirty and have to clean it. It's the idea that she implemented in her life, like the two minute rule. If something takes two minutes or less to do, she's going to do it like when it happens. So like wash your dish, put your clothes away, like those types of things. And that we have like little systems in and of themselves that will lead you to bigger outcomes, which I think in quarantine is something I definitely have noticed, um, especially being in the same space all day and having to really like keep up with that. But it's a little bit off self-care, but I was just thinking about that and like the habits of, I guess, self-care habits too that we're implementing, but yeah. Yeah. What has your self-care been looking like? Oh man, I think, oh, it's, it's really interesting. So we've talked about this a little bit together. Um, and we were talking about this before we started recording today too. the difference in, um, the difference in self-care for different types of people. So for myself, when I like, I guess, implement or do self-care, I really want to be like intentional. I am a four Enneagram, if that makes any sense to you, (laughs) like, just like very, like I'm very purpose driven and everything that I'm doing, I want to like better my outcome and like what I can do for myself and for the world and those types of things. So in quarantine, most of my self-care has been, I think at night, like after I finished my homework, hang out with my family, we've been like watching a movie and eating dinner together every night, which has been fun. But I've tried to sit down and for me, um, like reading my Bible and like journaling is really positive and just helps me like in spiritual growth and in personal growth. So I've tried to take time to just like sit down and do that. So I guess as an example of like just hitting self-care goals in the beginning, I was like, okay, we have a lot of time with quarantine. I'm going to do, I was going to read the new Testament in 30 days. If you know anything about the Bible, that's like a lot of reading. That's like seven chapters a night, eight sometimes, which is a lot. And I was honestly, I went for like two weeks doing it like for like two weeks straight and was doing really, really well. And then I definitely got to a spot where I was like, okay, am I really like getting something out of this if I'm just like speed reading through? So I think I've been trying to find intention in those things that I've been doing. And you can have like intentional self-care goals, but not actually be intentional about when you're implementing them, which I think that's a really good example. You have to put the intention behind the act. Right. Every time. Right. And like that is a great, like a great habit to have to be able to say, oh yeah, like I've been reading my Bible every day. Like that's awesome. But if I'm not really sitting to soak up things and get stuff out of it, it's different. So in the last couple of days, I've been trying to do like less, like less chapters and it's been way better. Like I've gotten way more out of it, which has been really awesome. So that's been the big thing for me is like, Usually the self-care comes in at night, like I'll, once the day has wound down, I'll just like sit on my couch, try to do those things, um, and then get ready for bed. Another thing that I've been doing is like in the morning, once I get up, um, I'll like brush my teeth, get some breakfast, and then like turn on music for like 20 minutes, turn on a podcast and like clean my space, 
that's been, I, I love to clean. So like a self-care thing for me has just been to like reset my space, um, write a to-do list and then just like have like a, a true start to my day, um, which helps me a lot. And I know I struggled with that, um, when we were in college, just because like, that's hard to do one when you're living with someone else and two, just like when you're so busy. So yeah, that's some of, that's what I can think of off the top of my head, what I've been doing. What about you? Yeah. I guess before I explain like what I do as means of quote unquote self-care is what I think self-care is to me. I should have said that. That's um, a good idea. <laughs> well, cause I think we do it very differently where I. Is anyone shocked? Is anyone shocked <laughs> that we do something differently? We do everything, just about everything differently. So <laughs> no. Um, I definitely use like self-care tactics as a way to reset my, like my, my, headspace not mind space <laughs> my mind space <laughs> <laughs> um my headspace definitely needs a good reset i i definitely hold a lot of stress inside of my body and i'm very like tight like my shoulders if you ever touch my shoulders like they're tight yeah they're hard it's scary um so i i try to do stuff to like reset my brain and kind of release that stress so beginning I'm a very routine oriented person and when I'm out of routine that's when I find myself the most stressed like when we when we moved out like that was the biggest stressor for me because I was like this is going to change my entire routine like everything's going to be different and it it was the same like when we moved in I was like everything's going to be different how am I going to deal with this so definitely like setting my routine no matter how basic it is is the biggest thing like no matter what time you wake up in the morning, you still get up and you go to the bathroom and you brush your hair and you brush your teeth and you wash your face. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do that every morning to just start your day. Um, like definitely waking up and doing that has been my biggest routine that I've been able to keep. Um, besides doing, I try to do things throughout the day right now because we have plenty of time. Um, so like if I do one, homework assignment I might I'm a big meditator I might just like sit on my floor and set a timer on my phone throw my phone across the room for 10 minutes and just breathe and just meditate and think about what's going on think about what I need to do for the week um I'm a to-do list person originally I was doing I would rewrite my to-do list every day but recently I've been setting it every Sunday for the whole week like what I need to do each day and it's just so satisfying to see your whole day checked off I got everything checked off yesterday and I felt really happy about it um trying to go on walks more like definitely those kinds of things I would consider self-care for me the routines meditate just like find some calm in the crazy that is my house (laughs) definitely yeah it's interesting the different ways that we approach self-care and I think with that um the things that like the mainstream media says about self-care and really separating that I know we were talking about earlier talking about um before we recorded self-pampering versus self-care that you said were you also talking about that with Lisa in social work oh of course I was (laughs) self-pampering self-indulgence yeah yeah all of those things and I um Margaret and I were talking too like the idea that for some people, a face mask, sitting down and doing a face mask and maybe like watching a show might be like ultimate self-care. 
for me, that is just not helpful. And I think Mm -hmm. it's important to recognize um, that self-care comes from what your motivation is and like what you want to get out of it and also just what you want to get out of life Um, and also having balance within that and finding what you want to do. So for myself, like I was saying, I'm very much like a, if I'm going to do self-care, it's going to be very purpose-driven and something I don't do is just like sit down and watch a show. Like, mm-hmm. and not like, oh, I'm laying in bed at night. I'm going to like watch like a YouTube video before I go to bed. But like actually sitting down and like watching a movie by myself or like watching a TV show. We've kind of talked about that in other episodes, but I'm very much like, and because I'm the oldest of four kids and just like the person that I am, it's like, if my stuff's done, I just like drop what I'm doing and like either go hang out with my siblings or do something with my mom, like trying to just, I'm very, very family oriented, but also just like, I think service and helping oriented. Um, so I often forget to do some of those types of things alone. I realized maybe it was a week and a half ago. So we had been probably three weeks into quarantine. There was one night I didn't feel super good. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like watch a Netflix show. And then I sat down and I was like, I haven't done this for three weeks. Like I hadn't just sat in bed and like watched Netflix at like 5 PM. And I was like, that's, that's weird. It's like, that's bad, probably. And so I kind of had a little moment with myself where I was like, okay, your type, you like self-care needs to be balanced too. And we were talking about this earlier, like having a balance of intentional, but also like the shut off your brain, just sit and relax. Yeah. And that that's diff- that's a different balance for everyone. But for me, I definitely shy away from that. And it's hard for me to say, okay, I'm going to drop the to-do list. I'm going to not get something done because I'm just going to sit down and watch a show or for me I love to doodle and like draw and I did that a couple nights ago like just turned on music and just like drew and that was so nice for like an hour and like I I just didn't I don't do stuff like that very often so just like kind of shutting my brain off felt good because for me self-care most of the time is like turn your brain on look inward really try to like focus and like reset yourself but sometimes resetting is like meditating and not like journaling Mm -hmm. and really digging into the nitty-gritty of stuff which has been a hard thing for me to figure out where that balance is. Um, Cause I think for a lot of people really diving into themselves can be a struggle sometimes and like really sitting and like trying to process things and stuff. But that's just like where I go if my brain's on is <laughs> just like yeah. that intense, like processing type of person. And sometimes you need a break from that. Like sometimes you yeah. need a break from the emotional conversations and stuff too. So it's like just finding a good model for that. And I think, the way that I've seen it portrayed in different YouTube videos I've watched and on social media is like the self pampering types of things. And I really think about that. Those things don't serve me super well. Um, they might for other people, but just being conscientious of that too. Yeah. I think a, a memory that sparked from your whole talk um, was probably sophomore or junior year of high school where I had my um, quote-unquote smells routine Oh my gosh. that I would do every night. My friend would literally text me and be like, hey, can I come over and do your smells routine with you? And I was like, of course you can. Where I would just like put all of my face serums on. I would put my diffuser on every night. And just that was my time to look inward and say I'm taking care of myself right now instead of someone else Mm. and that was my way of it was self-pamper but it was also my way of being like I don't have to be taking care of someone at all times 
So this is my 15 minute smells routine that I'm going to do for myself. And I self pampering isn't always perfect for everyone, but it can have such great effects. I think the biggest, the biggest thing to understand is that self pampering and self indulgence indulgence is not wrong. It's a, it's, it's under the umbrella of what self care is. Um, the biggest thing that I want to take into account when I do something that fits under the self-care umbrella is how I feel afterwards because I am I'm also I, a, a big journal journaler that's how I process through so many things but sometimes when I journal I come out of it feeling more stressed more unmotivated and then I have to realize like that wasn't what I needed to reset at that time mm-hmm. it doesn't make it wrong but you sometimes you just have to do a face mask and look in and just say I'm going to be calm now I'm going to take care of myself right now instead of somebody else instead of saying I'm going to process through what happened today right now Mm -hmm. because if you are doing something that you would consider self-care and it leaves you more stressed or feeling overwhelmed then that wasn't the right thing at that time and self-care is so um, moldable to the individual that you just have to listen to your body and listen to your emotions and say that wasn't what I needed right now yeah I think it's important with that to realize there's we're lacking different things at different times um sometimes for me it's like I need to shut my brain off like I'm lacking just calm I'm lacking peace and then sometimes it's I'm um I'm so I'm so motivated I'm so driven right now I'm lacking that slow down in order to make um, these times where I'm like, if you think of it as a race, like where I'm sprinting, I need to make those um, as helpful as possible. So then I need to slow down at different times. You know, you kind of have to go through that. And I think finding what helps you slow down and what helps you speed up um, is important too. just like n- realizing you think of self-care as like a toolkit. Like there's different things that you can do at different times, depending on how you're feeling. It's not like one size fits all, you know, you don't have like one thing like, oh, when I'm feeling bad, I need to just, um, I just keep using the face mask. That's not a good idea every time. But every time that I'm like feeling that I need to do something for myself, I'm going to journal. Like you're saying, that's not, that's not for every situation. That's not how, for how you're feeling all the time. And I think it's important to realize, to really go through, if you're looking for finding what self-care looks like for yourself, some of the different, maybe more negative emotions that you feel on a regular basis and finding what's beneficial to each of those or each of those different situations. Um, I'm not a person who feels extremely angry a lot. Um, if I get upset, it's usually in the form of sadness. So I think of someone maybe that gets um, more angry or more upset and maybe instead of going inward and like sitting and crying or whatever, maybe we'll um, go outward. So like self-care for those types of emotions. Um, and that's not something that like I deal with or like struggle with most of the time. So Um, that would look different for someone that, you know, feels those emotions on a daily basis, but yeah. And that there's different types of self-care too. And like different, I guess you were saying umbrellas, there's different, um, there's different parts of our life that we need to take care of as well. Um, the idea of like your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, um, the environment that you're in, those types of things too, are really important to recognize that you will be lacking in different categories and that, yeah, the one size fits all idea. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's sad because um, 
it's hard to find that successful success in self-care when we aren't always the most emotionally intelligent. Um, it's not something that's taught in schools at all. And, you know, there's an IQ and there's an EQ. You have, you have this emotional intelligence. And if you're unable to recognize what emotion you're feeling, you're often unable to decide what you need to do to combat that negative emotion. And I think that's definitely an area that, um, schooling has failed us in and I think it's something that um, it's harder to develop as you get older and I think it's definitely something you need to be aware of that is a true factor and if you're struggling to find a place to go and feel truly like care cared for by yourself um, looking in and um, trying to decide if you're truly recognizing the emotion that you're feeling and how you are taking care of that right yeah the idea that to be able to put your a name to your emotion is so important and it's so powerful like the idea that sometimes I'll say my brain just feels like it's foggy or that there's just like a I I wish I could show you the the pan motion that I'm doing right (laughs) now above my head but like just that there's like a jumble of things happening it was like an (laughs) e-girl but then there's sometimes that I'm not able to name what that is and once I figure out what it is, then I find different tools to assess it, you know. But if you – I guess what you're saying, yeah, if you can't do that, then there's so much um, – there's so much that you can't help. There's only something you can do yeah. if you can't name how you're feeling. Um, right. And I think, yeah, that's important to remember that even naming that to yourself can be so powerful. You don't have to tell someone else, but being able to just sit down with yourself and be like, okay, it's okay that I am sad or it's okay that – I feel unmotivated or I am angry and just like really knowing and it's like having power over your own brain in a way too. being able Mm -hmm. to assert like how you're feeling and say, okay, yes, I'm um, taking into consideration what's going on in my mind and not just pushing it to the background. And that even just like acknowledging your emotions is a huge self-care. Yeah. Well, if you, even if you think about like, what am I going to, how am I going to react if I'm feeling anxious versus how am I going to react if I'm feeling sad? Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's changes who you you might go to if you need support. It changes the activity you might do. Like if I know I'm feeling anxious mm-hmm. and I can pinpoint like what's making me feel anxious, I can do something about it rather than if I'm just feeling sad, like I'm not going to know. Right. And yeah. Time. And with the like emotional intelligence, self-care, you Sometimes it's an overarching feeling that's stemming from nothing. And sometimes it's a feeling Mm -hmm. that's stemming from something specific. I think about like times that I feel really anxious and overwhelmed for no reason. And I just feel like my body's just going to like fight or flight. And I'm like, okay, whoa, like I have no idea what to do. And I just really have to sit and breathe and just like shut my brain off. Versus if I'm anxious about something, most of the time that's something that I can either put on a to-do list or talk to someone about or, you know, take some steps to like, work towards that specific event or thing that I need to get done. Um, And I think it's important to recognize that sometimes your emotions aren't stemming from, obviously everything comes from somewhere, but that it might not be a specific thing that you can just solve that like, and that's mental health too, overall, like being anxious about an event versus anxiety being something that you continuously deal with, even if it's not just something that's like from something that's stemming from right in front of you. Yeah. Those are just things you deal with differently. And if you can't, if you can't understand 
what you're feeling, you can't understand how to deal with it in the correct way. And I think that's the overarching issue that people face when they don't see self-care as helpful. Yes. I think we've talked about it in the past where, um, like something I, I I'm doing, like a thing I did when we lived together was like sometimes I just needed to be alone and some and you were in the room but I just would face turn away and be in my own bubble and like that's how I needed to process at that time and sometimes it wasn't but oh my gosh I completely forgot where I started the sentence so <laughs> I'll I'll bring it back around um, <laughs> sometimes you just have to deal with things differently and sometimes it changes at the same emotion you just have to know it definitely I think another thing too um I was just looking up I decided to just see if I search self-care on Pinterest like what comes up and I was looking at all these (laughs) different things and it's like it's just so interesting to me some of the different ways that people are able to um, take care of themselves in the ways that like I lack but I was looking at someone talking about like eight types of self-care and talking about they said physical mental emotional spiritual intellectual environment social financial And um, I think a lot of the things we've been talking about are like mental and emotional self-care. But for me, a thing, and I think in the mainstream media that we have a difficulty with is physical self-care. And whether that's exercising or sleeping or nutrition, like those things are all into your physical self-care and everyone deals with that differently as well. Um, I come from a family of people who love to exercise. They um, are really sporty or like love to go to the gym, maybe not love, but like they find a lot of, um, release in being able to go exert their bodies. I am not that kind of person. I struggle to want to work out. I struggle to want to like, just like move my body, not even like work out and like break a sweat. Like I just like, don't, that's just not something that I just love to do. Um, and it's been hard for me always, but I've realized in quarantine, um, living with my family again, it's something that they like to do. So my siblings have been doing like their workouts, um, their dry lane workouts for swimming. And so I participated in that a little bit with my younger brother, but like just being able to do something like that and move my body made me feel so good. And I think that's something that I didn't think about a lot, but the phys- the physical self-care is something that we can have so many different, we have so many different ideas about it. Some people exercise so much. Some people don't exercise at all and just say, oh, it's not helpful for me. Some people sleep so much. Some people don't sleep at all. You know, some people will never want to eat a treat. Some people are only eating treats, you know, and like finding within self-care is finding a balance. I guess when we were talking earlier, like finding relaxing versus um, really internal looking types of self-care and just knowing that you have to find you have to find that balance for yourselves. Everything in life is about balance, I guess. But yeah, the physical self-care is something that I've struggled with. And I think in quarantine has been something I've had to really make sure that I'm doing. You're not moving. I'm not moving my body as much. I'm not walking from class to class. I'm just sitting in my house and like going on a walk, getting some sun is like so much more powerful than I think a lot of us realize. Like eating a good meal, getting a good seven, eight hours of sleep. And we often like to ignore those things because I, I think as a society, we feel like we're um, accomplishing something when we can really overextend our bodies and get all these things done. This like intense productivity culture. And we often ignore that physical side. I don't have time to go and do anything. So I'm going to get fast food and sleep six hours a night and never exercise. And that's very a college lifestyle too. But um, 
yeah, I guess that balance well, has been something that's been amplified for me in quarantine and like remembering because I have time to think about it. Yeah. Well, and going off the physical self-care stuff, if you're not, if you are doing some of those things that you find great reward in physically, you can oftentimes be seen as lazy by your community and the society we live in. Like if you are deciding, you're like, no, I'm not going to go do this because I need to get my eight hours of sleep. I'm not going to take this shift because I need to sleep through that time. You're, you can be seen as yeah. lazy, especially where we especially are. Especially as college students. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That I, yeah. The overexertion culture. We've talked about this. We talked about it a lot in college too. Like Margo and I were very much, we didn't sleep 10 hours a night, but like we definitely made sure that people weren't over super late every night because we just wanted to like take care of ourselves. And I think the difference between how I felt on those days versus how I felt on the weeks that we really kind of didn't talk about that or really didn't implement that. <laughs> we definitely ignored it yes. sometimes. Sometimes you have to, you know, and Sometimes it was right, fun. And sleep isn't the end all be all of everything either. Um, you know, yeah. I think about like when you were a kid and your parents let you not have a bedtime like one night because you had stuff you were going to go do with friends and like just how nice that is sometimes. But also that like we can shy away from our routines, but our routines are also important. Mm-hmm. And I think sleep is one of those things that people like to act like they can do OK without. Get eight hours of sleep for seven days in a row and tell me you don't feel better. Just, just, just let me know. Like, just let me know if you really don't think you feel better. Like it's, I think the physical self-care is something as a society, we like to say that we can, we can push those things off and really focus on our mental and emotional health and push away the physical and everything's going to be fine. And I think it's important to remember that self-care comes from caring about each of those things. I'm not only Mm -hmm. going to be a physical health advocate and never like think about mental health. Because that's going to set me off balance and really knowing that there's areas that you might do really well in and there's like types of self-care that you might really struggle in. And like having a balance between those things too is important. It's it's such an all-encompassing category yeah. of how we do life. Yeah. But it's the best is when you do find a sort of balance because you're never fully there. You're It's always an oh, ever-changing yeah. thing, but... When you do feel at a good balance, the way you feel with that is amazing. You, I personally, like, I feel more motivated. I feel healthy. Like, I feel ready to take on the day. Like when I feel at balance is when I feel more peaceful, when I feel my relationships are strong, it just makes every aspect of my life easier and more um, rewarding. Definitely. I think we've talked about this too, the idea that you can't pour from an empty cup um, and yeah. that self-care is different for different types of stages of life that you're in. Self-care for parents, like you have to yeah. be really pouring into yourself in order to pour into your own kids. Like that's huge. And I think that's something that's easy to shy away from um, in that section of life. But yeah, the different ideas and like the different sections of self-care um, is so important. But I guess to wrap up and maybe to give our listeners some ideas or like what you do, I guess we can, do you want to talk about maybe like mental, emotional, physical, is there any other ones that you can think of off the top of your head that would be good to assess? And just saying like maybe what, which ones we struggle with, which ones we don't struggle with. And then like 
or struggle less with and then like what different types mm-hmm. of routines or I guess what tools are in your arsenal if that makes sense like what kind of tools are you carrying for self-care just some tips yeah give some, some tips tips and like what that looks like for you personally yeah. or yeah yeah um I always recommend journaling to people and that always looks different to people I do like a traditional like I like to write out what I'm doing what I'm feeling I like to make it look pretty um I know my friend Grace um she is a artistic journaler she only like makes pretty things and she does quotes and flowers and all of that and that makes her feel really good and it it doesn't tend to work for me but that's another mm-hmm. option um journal however you feel works um I tried yoga today for the first time. I've Yay. always been an avid yoga yoga hater, but I tried it today and it was really nice and I feel really good. I feel very peaceful right now with that. Um, yeah, I think those are my two, like, try it out. You just have to try, like, try things that don't work and it, you know now and try it a few years later and it might work. Um it looks so different for so many people. My friend Kenzie's a big reader and that's how she clears her mind. She, she's gone through a lot and she likes to read and get out of that. And then she feels better. Um, trying to think, take care of your skin. Skin care is, is self care. That's a good one. <laughs> Take a shower. I believe in you. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that outer self care, like you're saying the uh, washing your face, like taking showers. I think for a lot of people, it's like getting the motivation to do that sometimes can just be hard. Oh my gosh. Yes. Personally, that's not something I struggle with. And I think that's interesting to just see that like we all are doing and practicing our best and our worst forms of self-care in different areas and taking tips. Maybe I think one of my tips is like finding people who self-care differently than you or take just are different than you and take care of themselves differently that you trust and just talking to them about that. I think you are that person for me of I do things differently, but some of the tips and like tricks that you've had of like how you take care of yourself have helped me so much at different times. Um, One thing I just didn't like to do was nap. I just felt like it was lazy to take (laughs) naps, but Margo was like, no, sometimes you just need an emotional and mental reset, especially during college. And it's awesome. Sometimes I just, that's my, that's my like secret weapon. You nap way more than you yeah. now. <laughs> the nap is my like secret weapon self-care to be like, yeah, brain, like, yeah. Try again. I, I have a good one now. Something I had to do. Set a timer. You can do this on your phone. Set app timers. I can only watch an hour of TikTok on the weekends <laughs> before my phone tells me in 30 minutes every day on the weekdays. You can skip it. I definitely skip it. Like, a good amount. <laughs> you can add 15 minutes. But you get that reminder. It's it's harder to get off TikTok and go journal. It's harder to get off TikTok and go meditate in the silence. But if you have a timer, it's a good reminder. So you can't just be like, oh, I've been scrolling for three yeah, hours. Yeah, definitely. No, you get a reminder every 15 minutes and you have to hit snooze. Oh, oh. That's yeah. good. I like that one. <laughs> I guess for me, um, I'm a very visually oriented person. So one of my biggest tips for self-care is cleaning your space. Um, When I do my homework, I don't have any clutter on my desk. Sometimes, I'm not kidding you, if I don't want to clean up, I put it under my feet. Then I can't see it. Like I put it on a chair. 
like mm-hmm. out of the way. You can't see it. Um, most of the time, then I take time to clean. But like taking time to reset your space, it's to me, it's the same as the. That's shocking. What? Your desk has to be clear, considering how it looked when we lived Margo! together. <laughs> Wow, it's shocking that she just called me out on this podcast so hard. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's not the clearest, but like, I guess for me, like moving clutter that's in my visual field, I very Mm -hmm. much will like, I I might have a crap pile that I just throw on my bed for a period of time to be like, okay, this section of my room is clean. But um, in quarantine, since I've had more time, one of the things that I've been doing, like I was saying, is resetting every morning and then pretty much every night I've been trying to put stuff away, which has been really helpful. But just in the visual sense, um, making my bed, that is huge for me. A reset bed is um, like, is a new day for me. I think another thing in the visual element is designate different areas in your room for work, relaxing, and sleeping. I am currently breaking that because I'm sitting on my bed to podcast, but most of the time I sit on my couch. I've never sat on my bed, but I re- my feet really hurt right now Shame. I really wanted to. So. Shame. You know, I broke my routine, but trying to designate different areas in my room has been really helpful for that. And then just decorating it with things that I like. That doesn't have to be that I have to go buy something, but just like putting up a picture of, I have a picture of my friend sitting Mm -hmm. next to me and it's so nice. I have a plant. I have a little fish, um, that kind of stuff, just like little things like that. And then keeping it smelling good smells like you were saying with your smells routine, like change everything. So I think that's Mm -hmm. important. Um, Creating a a positive environment. It's so huge for me. I've like, even just going to friends' houses or, like, in their rooms and stuff, I I cannot function if my room is not a place where I feel like I'm going to thrive. Like, I just can't do it. Right. Um, so, yes. for me, that's honestly, like, my biggest thing is just, like, my space. Um, and then I think the other thing in my self-care is just, like, going on walks. Right now, I have the ability to do that because it's nice and because of where we live. Um, but just going and, like, doing something physical. If I can't leave – that's yoga for me. Um, but those, those are my big ones. Um, water, drinking water. And I know that sounds dumb. People are like, drink eight cups of water a day, but like sometimes you just got to chug some water and like, it'll just really help. That's, that's a really good one, but water's really tasty. You should try it. Isn't it? Some people are like, water sucks, but I don't get that. Unless it's Dasani, but other water's fine. If you haven't watched Shane Dawson's <laughs> video about this, Dis- Dis- because Dasani though sponsors. No, us. no, I would refuse that I would sponsorship. Refuse Absolutely the sponsorship not. From Dis- it tastes like metal. Do you oh think they're gosh. gonna come at us anyway? Now? No. Do you think the podcast chance. is gonna get taken down by Dasani? <laughs> Dis- it's gonna be Dasani or Brene. Like it's gonna be <gasps> one of speech. them. Free speech. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to ask that you email us your tips if you have any for us if you have any self-care um tools that you use that we didn't mention i want to know about them and i would really love to hear from you guys um our emails becoming bernay at gmail.com please send us emails with tips from this episode or more ideas for future episodes yeah i definitely want to hear about just like what that looks like for everyone and then just also self-care journey is a huge thing too what you're Mm -hmm. working towards 
what you struggled with in in the past, what you've been implementing. I love hearing about that from different people. I think self-care is so personal that like this episode was a lot of like us talking about what that looks like for us. But I think overall, it's just knowing that one, that self-care is important and it doesn't have to just be doing a face mask if that's not what works for you. And two, that self-care is um, not one size fits all and that we each have different ways that we need to take care of ourselves because we're all different people. And like caring about, you know, caring about your brain and how you're feeling and what's happening in your world is so important. We live in a world that I think sometimes it's easy to just plug and chug and go through life. And even just having this conversation was really nice and reminding myself of, okay, like there's more to life than just running through and like getting things done. It's really about like, what kind of human do I want to be? Love that. Yeah. Living your life to the most for yourself and for the people around you because you can you can run around and do get everything done but how it's so much more impactful when you get to feel the impact and it gives a better impact to others it reminds me of the pinteresty quote of self-care isn't selfish and it's it's caring about yourself in order to care about yourself and the world yeah you can't take care of anybody for us on a selfless reason if you're not in a good place and if you're not taking care of yourself. Definitely. That's the biggest thing I've had to learn. Yes, definitely. That to really pour into other people for the rest of your life, you'll have to really pour into yourself. And that's not a bad thing and it's not selfish and it's not quirky mm-hmm. and it's not um, main, like mainstream media thing. Like It's just about like being an intentional human. Yeah. And I think it is, it's been a mainstream thing, but like you said earlier, it's so personal to every person. It changes. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't fit in a mold. You have to know what it is for you. Definitely. Well, I feel like now I need to go do my self-care routine or do some, something in my self-care. <laughs> Definitely. <But laughs> thank you guys for listening to this episode today. Um, like Margaret said, Feel free to email us at becomingbrene at gmail.com with any tips, tricks, um, ideas for future episodes, guests that you want to have on the podcast. If you have any connections to that, that would be amazing. Lisa? <laughs> oh my gosh, she's going to listen to this podcast sometime and be like, oh my god. <laughs> she really It'll likes it. Um, as well as listening to um, Brene's podcast, since obviously this is Becoming Brene. <laughs> That's important. Um, we do also have an Instagram. It's just Becoming Brene, correct? Um, no dots, yep. no nothing, becoming, and then B-R-E-N-E. Um, besides that, we're going to try to continue posting consistently on Wednesdays for you guys. That might change once um, some quarantine and some work schedules and some things start implementing. So I guess. Or even during summer because school's coming to an end. Too. True. Oh. I guess I just ask that you guys are patient with us. We'll try to let you know when things are coming. Um, but yeah, feel free to um, give us your input on all those things. Uh Subscribe to our podcast, um, rate it, however that works for you on the different podcasting platform that you listen to us to on. But yeah, anything else that we got before we wrap this up? I think that's awesome. all. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you guys for listening to Becoming Brene, and we will talk to you soon. <laughs>